Welcome to a terrible football show, episode 51. I'm Alex Light with Spark. I hope you're having an incredible day today. If you're watching this live alongside of us or checking out After the Factor, listening after whatever, we appreciate the absolute hell of you. I got two of the boys here with me. Shane may pop in later. We'll see. Uh, you know, he, he may try to pop in Discord later is what he told me, but I do have Jacob and Ricky. Boys, how are we doing? How are we feeling this very um, heavy heart Tuesday? Yeah, it's 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 been kind of dull all day. It, it just it just really has been. Um, prayers go out uh, to the families. Um, that is the last thing you expect when watching a football game. Or in my case, I I didn't watch the football game. I was telling Jacob before the show. Um, I was actually watching a, a a rerun of a TV show that I liked. Uh, to be exact, it was House, and it was on Peacock. And um, <laughs> Shout out to House on Peacock. Shout out to House on Peacock. I just I, I I can't get enough of it. He cracks me. It cracks me up. The show cracks me up. Um. So I I looked on the internet, saw the game was was postponed or it was in delay. So I thought I thought well you know maybe they're having storms like we are in Arkansas. I, I don't know. And so um it's about nine fifteen or so. Um I was um flipping. I decided hey let me let me just check out what the score is real quick and I, I'll go to bed. And it was the same exact score. It was seven to three, and there was just this huge delay going. I had no idea what was going on, and all of a sudden, they they show they tell you know they were telling what, what was going on. Um, I even looked on the internet to look at the hit that he took. Um, did not really see a huge hit. Didn't see anything illegal or anything like that. But it was just a complete and freak accident. Um. I know, I know that this is a football show, but this reminds me a lot of uh, the Hank Gather story. If you're not familiar with the Hank Gather story, in 1989, Hank Gathers uh, collapsed during the middle of a basketball game. And they come to find out he had an irregular heartbeat, which he was able to take medicine for. Um, he was cleared to play by doctors. He finished the season out. He started the next season, kept going and going and going. Um and uh and they were the wcc tournament which he played for loyola marymount um he averaged over 30 points a game the the two of the three seasons he was with them um went up for an alley-oop came back down walked across half court collapsed on the court he was pronounced dead uh less than an hour later and it's, it's just one of those deals that you just you just don't expect to see something like this because this is something that's so rare um and you just don't know what else. There's there's no words. There's not enough words I could say or anyone else could say. It's just the last thing you want to see in a football game. This is a violent sport. Everybody knows this is a violent sport. You know, I've been on this show several times. You know, I, I've criticized athletes before. Um, the only person that I've really criticized personally, of course, is Deshaun Watson. Of course, y'all know my feelings on that. But uh, I wouldn't wish this on anybody, including a guy like Deshaun Watson. Uh, this is just something. It was a freak accident. And I really hope that DeMar Hamlin pulls through. I, I'm really put, pulling through him. I'm really I'm praying for him. I've, I've continued to pray for him and his family. Um, you know, and to be honest with you guys, and this is this is what this is what um, I need to really get into a lot more. I didn't know hardly anything about this guy. A lot of the, a lot of this guy that was coming in, a lot of them was saying that he was probably going to be a second string at best, um, and he got his chance. You know, at the, uh, I think, I think it was week two or week three when he got his chance. Yeah, because Micah went uh, down. to come on, because Micah Hyde went down, 
And, you know, he was the second leader in tackles on his team, even as a, as a safety. That's, you know, that's really good. Um, you know, and he was he was it, trying to impact the world in a positive way. Didn't know anything about him, you know, other than he went to pit. Um, and <clears throat> I learned he's been having this toy drive going on for so long now. Since college. And since college, he's, he does this toy drive. Uh, to give toys to kids who are, who are who are underprivileged, and within hours, I know as of like two o'clock this afternoon, he had like over four million dollars raised because fans they they started paying attention to who this guy was. Now it's over. They 5 researched million. this guy, and it just it just and it just clicks on the back of your mind on how something like this happens. People just come together like this, and, and it it just shows how much they love and how much they care for the sport. Not just for the sport, but for the individual as well. And I'm guilty of it as well. I knew nothing about this guy. And no, I didn't donate to the toy drive yet or anything like that. That is something I am going to consider. Um, but I just, I, I hope for a speedy recovery. I hope he's okay. The last update that I saw was that his vital signs were back to normal, but he's on a breathing tube. Yep. Apparently um, I, I hope, I hope we get, I hope we get an update. My prayer is, is that he recovers whether he plays football again or not doesn't matter. Nope. None of that matters. The football game doesn't matter. I don't give a damn if they decide to replay the game or if they decide to cancel the game, whatever the case may be. Last night, the NFL got it right. It was about a human being who is fighting for his life. And if his heartbeat stopped, technically he was dead. Let's just call it the way it was. He was dead on the football field. He, he was. For a I don't, while. That can't be dis- you know, disputed at this point. He had and, no pulse on the field. And, the, and I am. I am very proud of how these athletes came together and they, they just came together and embraced each other. And it was just, I, I don't know what else to say about it. I just know I'm, I'm praying for DeMar Hamlin. I'm praying for his family. I'm going to try to, you know, get through the day as much or get through the rest of this night as much as I possibly can. I've, I've got kids. I got to go coaching her a little bit. Um, and so, and you know, same with work. I, you know, the day the work, my work life must go on life must go on. And so, but I, I will be continuing to pray for DeMar Hamlin and his family. Jake, yeah, what about I agree you? with everything that you said, man, you couldn't have said it better. I mean, <clears throat> the, uh, I was watching the game. I know Alex, you were watching the game yesterday as well. Yep. Uh, just when it happened, it, you know, you, if you weren't paying attention to what exactly was happening on screen, you didn't realize that this guy collapsed until, after the commercial break because they instantly went to a commercial break and that was it. That's all we saw was just the commercials. And we went back and then we saw all the players just huddled around this guy on the field. And it it just, it it, it's, it's moments like this that take you, it puts you back and it makes you think into the perspective of that. Like you, like you just said, Ricky, this is it, just a game. I mean, it, it's all for entertainment. These guys are still human beings. You know, they're not invincible. Anything can happen at any point in time. And I think this is a good uh, example. Just, you know, step back and call the people that you care about and just tell them I love you because you never know when some random event like this is going to happen. Um. As far as the game itself goes, yeah, who gives a damn about that? I mean, I, there, there's one thing I, 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 I will, won't agree with you on, Ricky, with what you said. I'm not giving any 
any of the credibility to the NFL itself. Because as far as I, as far as my perspective went, and I think a lot of people's perspective went, if it was up to the NFL alone, they would have continued to try to play that game. I think the credit needs to be given to Sean McDermott and especially Zach Taylor, because those guys mm-hmm. saw what their players were going through and themselves. I mean, they, they you saw Sean McDermott, he was covering his face and he, he was just distraught, but he had to show, you know, signs of strength and stuff for his team because he's, he's, he's that type of coach. He's that, he, he's that type of leader. But, you know, when Zach Taylor walked across the field and spoke with Sean McDermott and even back uh, in the tunnel when the players were still in their locker rooms, you know, Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor hugged each other. Like these guys knew what was happening to their players mentally. And there was no, no possible way a game was going to be played last night without at least without some type of update on Hamlin. And even with that update, I don't, I don't think it would have happened, you know, because man, it's one thing for players to witness, you know, a teammate of theirs have a terrible injury that uh, could be like career ending, you know, that, that, that's one thing, you know, but like, let's say it's a career ending injury, but you know, they still get the, they're, they're conscious and they, give the thumbs up, leaving the field, or, you know, we have a situation of Ron Chazier and his, you know, what happened with him, Nick Collins for the Packers, what happened to him, Kevin Everett, what happened to him, you know, that's all situations where, you know, um, players see this and they're obviously very concerned and it's on the mind, but the game goes on and, you know, that's all terrible things to happen. You don't want to see that happen to a single player, but it's a different situation when you see what transpired last night of where CPR was having to be given on the field for like, you know, X amount of minutes and just the sense of urgency that was behind that, uh, that medical staff at the stadium. It's just, it's a different vibe, man. You know, I was watching that game, you know, playing on my switch and I I happened to look up when this, when he, I happened to look up when this tackle happened and he collapsed and I'm just like, Oh no, what was like, what's going on here? And then it's just kept, I put my switch down and just kept going and going and going and, and Joe Buck relayed that they're giving CPR. You get to see the reactions around the field. The players shout out to them as well, forming basically a wall around um, what was happening. Cause you know, it was a situation of, you know, basically we're not supposed to see what's happening. You know what I mean? So shout out to all the players on both sides of the field for that. And, you know, it, you know, when it comes to, you know, who could I give credit for? I mean, I'm, I'm on, I'm definitely with the side of Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor. You know, I, I've done a lot of, uh, you know, rabbit hole digging today, trying to just learn every little piece of information I can, just kind of listening back to stuff last night. And, you know, it, it's tough to exactly speculate on some things, but basically, you know, from what I have gathered from various sources like Ian Rappaport and, you know, others, he was on Pat McAfee show today and kind of chat about it and just also what was all chat about last night. You know, this is the unfortunate, the unfortunate fact about this game is that someone of power that works for the NFL, you know, relayed that five minute thing last night. No one, you know, they're, they, they may know who it is now, like as of right now at 5.52 Central Standard Time, they may know exactly who it is. But, you know, as of last night, that's what they were trying to figure out. Because, you know, it's, you know, it's always a thing where these people in power, they can always try to express, you know, that they feel so, um, you know, upset about X happening, right? But then there's also, you know, we as, 
you know, people always want to maybe like, oh, do you actually feel bad? Because you would have continued this, you know, no matter what. But in a situation of like, you know, Troy Vincent, who's like, what, the vice president of player relations or whatever, he's a former player, man. There's no way in hell that I'm going to doubt his words that he is unbelievably upset about what transpired, you know, because that was something that Ian Rappaport talked about today, that he was on that conference call last night with Troy, and Troy was very visibly upset that who who the fuck relayed five minutes restart, you know, that shouldn't have happened. You know, I, I don't doubt those words, you know, him being a former player, of course. And, you know, when it comes to a situation like this, man, it, it's, a, it's a friendly reminder for everyone that the people that are out there playing this game that we like to watch, that we like to play fantasy with, that like, we like to bet on, that these are, these are just people like me and you. You know what I mean? You know, because sometimes we, we as a society – tend to forget that. You see it online all the time. You're making how much money? Shut up and play. You're making this much money? You see it all the time, man. But this was a friendly reminder that, you know, these are people, you know what I mean? Because like when that five minute thing came, you know, they showed on the, uh, they showed on the broadcast of Joe attempting to warm up, you know, but you could tell he was still, you know, visibly distraught. I mean, Stefan Diggs in full blown tears attempting to do a rally cry to get the team going and that's you know where we then get to see Zach Taylor kind of cross the field and basically these coaches basically tell the NFL to kiss their ass um you know because before there was even any clarification on what was happening officially from the NFL you already could see they had it on the broadcast of the the Buffalo sideline their team loading up equipment and you know this is just something that we've never seen before this has never happened you know in, in the game of football it's a, it's a violent sport as we know but the, you know this is something that we have never seen to this extent and you know it it sh- it shook up players it shook up former players it shook up fans i mean i can't imagine being a fan in that stadium last night witnessing that you know a player getting like i said man you know i've seen some nasty injuries in sports at all levels let's not forget um you know the dude that had a bone literally snap out of his leg in college basketball is that kevin ware i want to say kevin ware um, you know, we've seen some nasty injuries in football, basketball, you know, hockey, the dude getting his neck slit, whatever, with the, with the skate. I mean, we've seen some nasty things, but, you know, someone, someone died last night. That, thankfully, thanks to this, this team, they were able to get a pulse back in him and get him going again, um, which uh, finding more about from uh, Ian today on Pat McAfee's show. This is apparently a routine thing they do uh, once or twice a year at every single stadium uh, to go in there and make sure that uh, basically everything's kind of good to go. And if, if CPR ever needs to be given, there's a, there's a doctor at every game spe- you know, specialized for this. Like, you know, the NFL apparently was already prepared for a situation like this and has been for a very long time. And thankfully, it's up until now, it's been a thing that's never had to be used. But obviously, we're glad that it was there to be used because it saved, it saved a young kid's life last night. And that's, 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 a, that's a big deal. Um, and, man, I'm telling you, like, th- this is one of – this is probably – in terms of sports, this is probably the wildest situation I've ever seen in terms of sports. I was in disbelief for hours. I was in disbelief all day today trying to figure out anything and everything that I could, any information, shout out to his marketing rep for keeping people updated and going and doing a lot of interviews today, just keeping people updated. But, you know, even with the updates, he, he's made it very clear that, hey, we're not out of the woods yet, um, but vitals are back to normal, and that's the main thing. You know, but we're not out of the woods yet. There's still a long road ahead. But, man, just just an absolutely insane situation. Um uh, I know if, you, if you're watching this live or watching it after the fact or listening to the audio version, whatever, um, for today's episode, I don't have anything in the description uh, except for his GoFundMe. 
Um, you know, once he kind of gets up and going again and gets awake, I know it's going to probably bring a, a flood of emotions for him to get all that outcry and support. Um, you know, on that GoFundMe, it's already, like I said, crossed $5 million. So you want to show some support, it's a great way to do it. And, man, it's just at a loss of words. It's at a loss of words. In terms of the game, game does not fucking matter. You know, and also, like, in terms of it not mattering, man, even if that slim chance KC loses this weekend, I still say fuck the game. At this point in the season, it, it doesn't matter. Fuck the game, bro. I'm, I'm willing to bet you anything right now Buffalo and Cincinnati both would be willing to just say, fuck it, just say that the game, just avoid it, and we'll stay at the two and three seed. I bet even Cincinnati being at the three seed would be like, yeah, whatever, that doesn't fucking matter right now. Like, I'm willing to bet both teams would be like, I don't, I bet even Buffalo would be like, whatever, fucking knock us down to the three seed. Cincinnati be the, we don't give a fuck. I'm willing to bet they do not care. You know, now granted, when it comes to this, you know, the NFL taking the approach they did with the game not uh, being postponed and not to be finished this week, Eh, let's be real. We know KC's going to beat the fucking brakes off of Vegas. Let's 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 be honest on that. And if that happens, this game literally doesn't matter anyway. You know, it, it really, really doesn't. But I'm willing to bet both sides really don't give a shit about finishing this game. And I'm sure any player around the league on any team, if they were on this team, they, they would feel the same way. If the same thing happened to them, it does not matter if seeding was – I, I feel like personally, if playoff implications was even on the line, Let's say Green Bay-Detroit, good example, because that's a play-in game this weekend. I bet they wouldn't even give a shit because of, because of this situation. This is unprecedented, man. Like, this doesn't happen. You know, they, there was, a, there was a, a, a young man fighting for his life. So, you know, the game just does not matter. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people say, you know, telling the NFL to push everything back so this game can still be played. While that's, you know, that's coming from a good place, that's very difficult to do. <laughs> you yeah, know, that's, that's not possible, yeah, especially it, it's, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's, it's, there's too much to move, you know, because the, well, the, the stadiums like the Super Bowl, you know, SoFi, they probably have events booked right after the Super Bowl. Is that, while that's a good sentiment and why it could, prob- it could potentially be possible, uh, that's, that's, that's I, at the same time, I don't think it's possible. <laughs> so here's the thing, though, gentlemen. It actually is possible because, remember, there is a one-week break in between the Pro NFC Bowl, yeah. AFC championship games and the Super Bowl. So yes, if they decided to postpone a week, it is very possible that they could that they could do that. Cancel the Pro Bowl. So um, just cancel yeah. the Pro Bowl then at that point. Which who gives a shit about the at Pro Bowl anyway? Point, exactly. No one no one cares about the Pro Bowl. I think I think this year they're playing wiffle ball or something. I they're playing flag doing. football and they're doing a bunch <laughs> of contests. <laughs> hey, flag football's fun to watch, but at the same time it's like you hey, know, it's I, the Pro Bowl. I'm no here for the shit. contest though. Those are always fun to watch. Yeah, they are fun yeah, to watch. Yeah. They are fun. To, some of those contests are very fun, are very fun to watch. And if and if listen, and of course, if I sounded like I was trying to give the NFL a bunch of credit early, that's not what my intention right, yeah. was. Um, but I, I but I just said they got the part right as far as them postponing the game. Yeah. Not get you no. Know, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit at this point? But yes, you guys did bring up a good point about the coaches, because yes, the coaches were the ones who basically, like you said, told the NFL to kiss their ass. That they're not gonna that they're not gonna finish the game, and I, I, I personally don't know even even as an official, I don't know if I would have been able to finish the game. But guys, I I am gonna say this much, and this is where I can somewhat start agreeing a little bit more with some of the ticky tacky calls that get called, um, as far as like in the NFL, like the rough and the passer. Um, you look at some of the targeting calls that are called in the NCAA. Um, you know, when you're going at each other at 100 miles an hour, well, 
you know, give or take. It's not really that much, but right. you know you what know, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. And and, I, and look, and from a guy who has officiated high school and junior high football, these kids do not give a shit. They will knock the piss out of people and not give a damn in the world about it. This right here should come as a lesson that in football, there is a reason why rules are made. They're made so that way th- things like this are prevented. I'm not saying that that anything like this could have been prevented, but there are situations where we have seen players just get waylaid and and, and it'd be perfectly legal. So that's why we that's why there's gotta be ways to teach these kids to be like this is this is a violent sport. This is a privileged sport. This is not a right. It is a privilege for you to be able to play this sport. And we've got to be able to play it within the rules, the confines of the game. And yes, there have been researches, research studies who have been done because we've noticed in the past, we've noticed players who have died from CTE because of the concussion protocols. That's why you the concussion yep. protocols in place. That's why what's his name from Ohio State. That's why the medical team from Ohio State said, told him do not get back in the game, even though reports said he felt just fine. But that's why rules are in place is to protect these athletes from any kind of further injury. I'll give you another example. You look in the wrestling business. There is a wrestler by the name of Daniel Bryan. Uh, Bryan Danielson is his real name. Shout out who to has him. had several concussions in his wrestling career. And yes, wrestling, yes, wrestling, <laughs> wrestling is a sport. Uh, yes, it is just, you know, it's entertainment, but their hits, some of the hits, some of the slams they take, they're very, very real. That's why they have precautions now, even as such as an entertainment business like the WWE, not to just protect the brand itself, but to protect that, but to protect that wrestler's life. Because we have seen, even in the wrestling entertainment, we have seen freak accidents in the wrestling entertainment happen just before our very eyes way back when, where there wasn't any of these type of protocols and all of a sudden we have a death and things have to be changed. We do not want, we want to see positive change to protect these athletes. And I think that's the one thing the NFL and the NFLPA really need to consider is maybe some of these rule changes, maybe we need to start teaching a new way on playing football. And they need to be an advocate for these young people. Because like I said, I have seen some kids get waylaid and not give a shit about it. Yeah, so one of the things that you touched on was the uh, officiating crew and how they felt during this. Uh, one thing that one report that did come out, uh, Sean Smith, that was the uh, head referee for last night, uh, which, by the way, one of the, at least from what a lot of players and coaches have said, is one of the most humane and like heart heart filled person when it comes to the game because he's a former player as well. Um, he was on record stating last night that the officiating crew was recommending that the game not be played at all. And this was before the coaches even said anything about, you know, saying, telling the NFL to fuck off basically. So the fact that the officiating crew who is, you know, the, the voice for the NFL or the voice for New York, when it comes to the game was saying, nah, this, this, this shouldn't be, this should not be happening. That's just, that's just kudos to those guys and gals, because that's, that's amazing that they were able to do that. Yeah. I mean, it, it is just massive kudos to everyone that was there that basically shut this thing down. 
you know, again, the coaches, the referees that were involved, you know, even the players, you know, because the players have just as much say as anyone. They can say, fuck off, you know, if it, you know, you want to try to find me for not playing in this situation, try to find me, fuck off, yep. you know. So, I mean, it, it, it is kudos to everyone involved. You know, I know immediately, you know, once the once they decided the game wasn't happening, players started uh, already, you know, leaving the stadium and stuff. I know Stefan Diggs went to the hospital uh, to be with his teammates and, Man, it's just like I said earlier. It is the wildest situation that I've ever seen in sports. Uh, never seen something like this happen before. Hey, kudos to the fans too. When the game yeah. was officially announced that it was going to be uh, canceled for the night, those players calmly and collectively just exited the stadium. No, yep. no fights. I'm sure there was probably those dickhead people there that were like, "Oh, they should just go ahead and play the game or whatever." Yeah. But the solid majority, probably 90 plus percent of fans there understood what was happening. They saw it on their phones and they were like, yeah, this game doesn't really matter anymore. We get it. They'll, they'll probably be compensated. I'm sure most of them don't even care if they're compensated for right. a canceled or postponed game. But the fact that they were just, you know, very <laughs> calm and collective with getting out of there was was great. And then they started to show up at the hospital for him, too, which was yep. awesome. Both both Bengals and Bills uh, fans. Yep. And Cincinnati fandom and uh, fandoms around the league has been showing up, you know, when it comes to the GoFundMe. You know, if you remember years ago, we had a situation of where Cincinnati helped push Buffalo to the playoffs. Uh, the Red Rocket, Andy Dalton getting that dub yeah. in uh, week 17 <laughs> against whoever it was. And in return, Buffalo donated an unbelievable amount of money to Andy's foundation just out of out of love. Like, hey, we're going to the playoffs for the first time and God knows when. Shout out to Ty Tyrod Taylor being the quarterback at the time. And now since then, we've seen the same thing. Even I saw where Andy Dalton has now donated a lot of money to that fundraiser as well. You know, just kind of paying it forward. It's strange how that comes full circle like that with these two teams. But, you know, um, just hoping for the best, hoping for any sort of update that we can get at any point. Um, you know, because trust me, I, I'm personally watching my phone, watching Twitter consistently, waiting for literally any sort of update. Every single team around the league has changed their profile picture and support. Um, and, uh, you know, just, you know, hoping and hoping thoughts and prayers uh, that we get the best possible outcome for this. Like I said, like, like also to touch on what Rookie said earlier, uh, at this point, man, it doesn't even matter if, if he plays again. It doesn't. You know, this is a life or death situation. Um, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, obviously, he would obviously would love to play again, but at the same time, I think he would love to have his life more. Uh, I think we all would. So that's all that matters right now is that everything comes out well. You know, Vitals being good, that's the last major update that we got. And uh, I'm just going to keep on, you know, keeping on and trying to stay as positive as we can. Uh, also off topic of sports, but still another tragic situation that kind of throw out there for T's and P's since we're on the topic of T's and P's. You know, big T's and P's as well to uh, Jeremy Renner. Uh, he had a really terrible and almost, oh, my God, like gruesome-sounding accident uh, with a snowplow. His leg got destroyed by a snowplow, lost an unbelievable amount of blood. And he, thankfully, his doctor, yeah, his neighbor happened to be a doctor and got got that taken care of in time for him to, you know, the, uh, um, you know for him to get airlifted. And he's been in critical care ever since. But, uh, you know, while we're on the topic of T's and P's, T's and P's to Jeremy Renner as well. 
more more information's coming out on that one too where because i think i think everyone's question which is a very fair question is how the hell does that happen you know what i mean it's a big ass snowplow you know how does it like apparently like tipped over or something apparently he was helping out a neighbor with a with like a buried car or something like that is is the story that came out like within the last hour and just the accident happened um yeah, and those those snowcat plows. Yeah, those are it, like the industrial yeah, that's plows. The one that they're he had supposed too. to have. There's they they are supposed to have safety regulations yep. preventing them from tipping. Yep. So there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, and there could be a potential class action lawsuit against them. Yeah, no, that that's true. That you know, I I, I didn't know how, what the what size we were talking about here of snowplow. I've never seen a snowplow in my lifetime. Obviously, I'm in freaking nope. Arkansas, uh, so like I started seeing it. I was it. just about to say, Alex knows more about not Alex, but Jacob knows more about this shit <laughs> yeah. than we do. I, I saw, have you seen what Have you seen what they look like? Yeah, have yeah. You seen I, what a, once dude. once once people once the stories were confirmed that it was a snowcat, I, I, I someone was sharing pictures. I'm like that. That's what his leg stuck under. Our tank tread. <laughs> Our Arkansas snowplows consist of one or two things: a tractor, or a dump truck with one of those little scoop things in front of it. Yep. That's it. <laughs> yep. 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 But you know, big T's and P's to Jeremy <laughs> Renner, and big T's and P's to Demar Hamlin. Man, it's just, just tragic. It really is. Like I said, nothing's in the description for this episode. Just as GoFundMe, if you want to show some support, you know, I know whenever he gets going again, it's gonna be an overwhelming amount of emotion because i know one thing listening to his marketing rep um you know i talked today he got on the you know he was on the pat mcafee show as well you know damar just hit him up recently he's like hey you know we got to get uh, some sponsors lined up for the for the drives over the summer and uh, his marketing rep's like well we don't need the sponsors now <laughs> you know <laughs> after after what's happened with that gofundme we don't uh we don't need the sponsors now and you know his name's jordan uh and he you know jordan talked about how he's just very excited for Demar to be able to see what's what that GoFundMe is at right now, but I think yeah. the thing that really hit home for me with this whole situation, I'm a mama's boy. I love yeah. my mama so much more than almost almost anybody else. I love my mom and dad with with oh, so much, and I was I was scrolling on Twitter trying to find news about uh, just updates and stuff about this whole situation, and then I come across a video. Right before the game, Demar was hugging his mama. Yeah, and that just that that made me tear up so much. I can only imagine what is what is still going on through her mind right now that she nearly lost her baby boy, and the man is twenty four years old. I'm twenty four years old. I I just like I I can't fathom what is going on through everyone's minds right now, or just even, even last night, especially. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the video that you're talking about as well, you know, from like other games and stuff like this and this game where he went up to the sideline where his mom was and his mom rode in the ambulance with him to the hospital. And, you know, you're right. I can't imagine uh, the thoughts going through the head there. I really can't. So I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah, I and I, and I think this is one thing that I think I could learn a lesson from is um, even though I don't, you know, obviously I don't know DeMar Hamlin personally right. or anything like that, but I know more about him now than I did just because, you know, something tragically happened to him. And that's um, maybe I should start looking up on some of my favorite teams. Maybe I should start looking up some more on some of the things that they do as far as like, you know, the uh, 
charity work that they do, you know, you know, yep. the little, the simple things, you know, to, you know, to understand them and learn a little bit more about them from a human aspect, instead of just someone that goes out there and plays football. I, I'm very guilty of that because I could sit here and tell you statistically, uh, some of these players, the way where they rank at in the league, sometimes where they, um, you know, what they do on any given deal. I, I used to go to church with a lady. I went to church with her for years. And she is she is the piano player. She's still the piano player at the same church at the uh, at my last church. Um, has been for years. And uh, she's probably if she's not in her eighties by now, she probably is. But there was no. I've always known her to be Miss Linda. Miss Linda Wilson is her name. Miss Linda, the piano player. Um, I've I've known her personally over the years. I was in the youth group with her granddaughter Morgan um, and Megan. Um, I know all about her family. Uh, but I didn't actually know her personal. I don't really, I didn't know her to a personal extent other than what I've seen around the church. Then of course I'll see her outside the church. I know she's a sweet lady, you know, everything like that. But one thing I found out about her, one of the most interesting things that I found out about her, she's not just an Arkansas Razorback basketball fan. She doesn't watch football as much, but as far as basketball goes, she knows every single player's name. She knows where they from, where they're from. She can tell you statistics and th- and facts about them personally that I that either of us probably wouldn't have even known. And that's how close she follows. That's how big of a fan she is with them. She didn't just want to know how they perform on the on the court, and she has become like you would not know that about her. Just by just by you know going up to her and talking to her, she's one of the sweetest ladies I've ever met in my entire life. But yeah, her um, her her daughter, who I've known for years, um, you know, I I her uh, both of her kids went to school with my brother. Well, one of them went to school with my brother. Um, you know, she's the one that was telling me about this, and she'd be like, "Yeah, she'll just get on the TV and start cheering them on and all this." And I'm like, Miss Linda. And so that that's just where I just come from. It's like you it's like we didn't know anything. I didn't personally didn't know anything about this guy and until this tragic accident. And then I started doing some research on the guy and I'm guilty of that. And that's that's just the one thing I think we all need to learn from um, is that sometimes we focus too much. Like you said earlier, Alex, we focus a little too much on the football side and not the human aspect of it. Like, oh, you're getting paid this much amount of money. Just shut up and play. Um, and that is, that, that is, I've been mistakenly, mistakenly on my part. Um, I've, I've even done that to a certain extent. Um, oh, you're a quarterback getting paid $50 million. You have nothing to worry about. No, they're human. They, they go through struggles. They, I mean, maybe not financially, but personally, mentally, um, and even physically, they they go through the same aspects that you and I go through on a day-to-day basis. There are players right now who have played in the past. Mike Golick is one of them. Um, yep. uh, when, uh, whenever he was with uh, on Mike and Mike in the morning, one of the stories I heard from Mike Green, uh, Greeny is what we, what he calls him. One thing I heard from him um, is that you know he looks at the other Mike Mike uh, Goldberg and he's like, I look at you. And I see you limping every single day because of what he did during his career. A lot of these players, that's what they're going to do the rest of their life. They're putting their bodies on the line. And I know they have other options to go out and be a lawyer, be a doctor, you know, things like that. But some of these athletes, that's all they know. 
and they know without a doubt, you know what, if I play four or five years in this league, I'm set for life. If I play four or five years in this league, my family is set for life. And that's that's just kind of the phase that I'm like that I need to get out of instead of saying, oh, man, you're getting paid $40 million to play a game. Man, no. I need to be in that little aspect to where I'm looking at that player getting paid 40 or $50 million. Good for you, man. I'm glad you're getting that money, and I'm glad your family's going to be taking care of the rest of your life. And one thing I want to add on with this as well that you were chatting about is, you know, you, you, you're right. A lot of us get too focused on the the player side of things and not on the person. And, you know, I, th- I think everyone can be guilty of that at, at pretty much almost all levels. You know, at one point in my life, I could at, you know, I was so dialed in to like the Bears roster. I could name literally every random player, practice squad and all, you know, and I've kind of fallen off of that you know, the past few years. And I feel like, you know, this whole event with uh, DeMar Hamlin, I feel like, and, you know, as someone who, you know, started a majority of this year, was playing some pretty decent ball, you know, got his opportunity. But, you know, I feel like if you're you you're not a Buffalo fan, you may have not have heard his name. You know what I mean? Um, and, that, and that's unfortunate, especially because of the stuff that he does outside of the game. You know, so, you know, for whatever team you like, whatever team you follow, um, I feel like this is a good opportunity to learn learn your team a little bit better, learn, learn the players that represent the organization that you love so much, you know what I mean, or represent the program that you love so much. You know, take that opportunity to kind of learn who, the, who these, uh, these people are, you know, and just kind of appreciate them for people more than players. Um, and Steve and Chad are here in the chat. Uh, how are you guys? Steve uh, did ask, did you see the backlash that Skip got from his tweet? I did. I feel like everyone probably did. That was. A... Ricky... I'm going to go ahead and t- – can I touch on that just for a second? I feel like I know what um, you're going to touch on. Go ahead. So, guys, I, I think a lot of people were very misconceptive on what he tried to say. And I think from a journalistic point of view, a lot of us don't really look at the journalistic point of view because a lot, if you're like me – I just see what I see in front. I don't think he was trying to be disrespectful as far as disrespecting as, as respecting DeMar Hamlin. I think what he was trying to get at is the nothing else matters except for this kid's life. Because here's the one thing that you guys, that I learned something from Skip Bayless today, whenever I heard, uh, cause I was uh, listening to some of the clips that he, that he was talking with today on the ride home. One of the things that he that he witnessed in his lifetime was the JFK assassination. What did the NFL do after the JFK assassination? The, the JFK assassination happened on a Friday, and they resumed football that Sunday. And he has seen – that's kind of where he was trying to get at before is that he wasn't necessarily trying to disrespect anybody, but he was basically kind of saying in a way that he's shocked that the NFL would do this and that – in a lot of ways, he was glad that they're not doing this because nothing else matters but this guy's life. That's and that's the way I read it. And I know some people uh, misread it. I know Skip. I, like I love Skip Bayless as a, I love Skip Bayless as a journalist. He's one of those guys that could go off in left field on some of the on some of the one of the uh, craziest things that you would ever see in your entire life. But uh, but just from what I've seen, just because I I listen to him quite a bit. Um, you know, from time to time, I, well, quite a bit, actually. Um, I, I know how Skip Bayless is and he, if he, and he's one of those guys, if he comes off like that, he, he was, he did not mean to come off like that. I don't think he meant it in any harmful way. 
And uh, of course, I know we try to apologize, but no one's taking an apology. But you you've got to be very careful in what you say, even well, when you're a even when you're a journalist, you gotta be very careful in what you say. No one's taking him. No one's accepting his apology because this has happened before in the past with him. For just for an example, when Dak Prescott's brother died, he had some tone deaf tweets that he said. Even he said some stuff on air that he should not have said about how Dak was handling it. And he tried to apologize for that. And it's it's just empty apologies from him. I I, I have stated multiple times. I've even tweeted at him multiple times on Twitter. Bet you that, have. That I, he, I want to read them too. That he, in my mind, is not a Cowboys fan. He's not a football fan. He he is a despicable person that needs to be fired and blacklisted. I agree with the people that are calling for him to be fired because enough's enough. This isn't just one time of him doing this type of stuff where he's quote unquote being taken out of context. This is multiple times over the years where he's done shit like this. So, so one thing, so one thing, I, I, one thing, Alex, that I want to, I want to touch base with, um, so one thing, uh, Jacob, and like I said, I, I'm not saying that you're, that you're right. I'm not saying that you're wrong. Um, but I, I will say this much look where, so if you, if you know the background of Skip Bayless, like I do, one of the things, the background was of Skip Bayless, um, he grew up basically in a hard nosed family. Like that was the way things were going to be. Uh, him and his father never really saw eye to eye. Even to this day, he says him and his brother have no relationship whatsoever. But that's the way that he has just kind of persona himself is growing up. That's the way that he has that, that he has built up himself in his life. One of the things that he first told his wife, whenever um, whenever they first met, the very first date, he told his wife, who is a very beautiful woman, by the way, he said, you will always come second to my career because he loves his career so much. He's just a hard-nosed guy. And I'm not saying that you're wrong for calling him out. I'm not saying that you're wrong for feeling the way that you feel about him. But what I am trying to say is I don't think – I think we're taking – I think the ones who looked at it that way sort of took it just a little too far because I did not see it that way. I saw it as a mockery for the NFL more than I did anything because, like, like I said, one of the things I learned from Skip Bayless today, the JFK assassination, they played football that Sunday. And – there are some things, like you said, there are some, there are just some people, they handle things a lot different. Speaking of debts, I had a friend of mine, a, a coworker of mine, he really wasn't a friend, I had a coworker of mine a few years back. He lost his mother one night. He was back at work the next day. Not because he wasn't mourning, but because what else was he going to do while sitting at home? So there are some people that are just like that. And I, I don't know if he should be fired. I don't think he should be black. Even if he was blacklisted, guys, he's always going to be able to do something. He's made you know enough money in his career where he can do whatever he wants to. But there are just some people, Jacob, that are just like that. And uh, I, I he's to me, he's even softer now than what he's ever been. Um, and now his wife is not considered his number two. Uh, he's he, he's he's considered the number one thing in his life. And so, um, like I said, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying you're wrong. Because you were definitely entitled to your opinion on that situation. Just me personally, I don't think he meant it that way. Regard, and I know he's got a past, but that's just how he went. That's how he was raised. He's just this hard-nosed guy, and he's straightened to the point. See, I, I, 
I get that, but I don't think that should be an excuse for him. Because I, when you're when you're a mega TV, especially in the sports world, when you're a mega persona within a certain realm, there's some things that just shouldn't come to the surface. You know, you have to you have to set your you have to set standards with how you how you put yourself forward when it comes to being on air, being in front of millions, because even even on Twitter, I mean, it, it's just it's just really distasteful. I mean, Whether I, or not he means it or not, I mean, I he, agree. Yeah. But here's if the he, thing. If, he, if, if he didn't mean it, people still took it that way. True. And that tweet should have never even come out. I, I will agree with that part, but I'm saying to you, that was a mockery toward the NFL because of some of the things the NFL has done in the past. Because like, like, I will tell you this much. 20 years ago, we're not postponing shit. That game's getting played. And you and I both know I'm right on that. And so I would I, say you're, I, you're right. Me, I think the 20 years I ago, read that been tweet, played, unfortunately. The, the way I read that tweet, <clears throat> it was a mockery on the NFL's part. It had nothing to do with um, – uh, with him saying, oh, they should keep on playing. That's not what he was saying. So, also, shout out to Shane. He's now in the chat. Shane, I'll get to you in a moment. I do apologize. You, you came into a very co- deep conversation <laughs> right now, so we haven't had a chance to get to you. But when it comes to, like, you know, Skip, I, I'm I'm in the boat that I'm not a fan of him. I've never been a fan of him. Uh, I think, like what Jacob said, I think he's very tone deaf. But I will say, reading that tweet, my brain processed that tweet personally as a mockery of the NFL. That's how my brain read it. You know, you know, that's just how my even though I think it was horribly tone deaf and that should have never come out because he worded it so damn wrong, he so did. poorly. He that was did. a horrible tweet. <laughs> that should have stayed in your drafts, homie. But like, I, I do think that was a mockery of the NFL more than more than anything. I just think he. I, I I think he just worded that horribly wrong. I, I'm I, I don't I don't like him. I think, you know his. I, I get why people would like him. You know, with some of his takes and stuff. You know, I do get it. You know, he really brings a lot to the table, really to stir up controversy. I mean, he's got a damn debate show. It's like what Chad just threw in the chat a few minutes ago. He did his co-host bad last week. I don't think that. Was, and, and if you're referring to what I think you're referring to, that was a couple weeks ago with Shannon Sharp, where he basically told Shannon about how like Tom Brady's better than Shannon because Tom Brady's played longer, and Shannon took that really personally, which also shout out to Shannon not even being on undisputed this morning. Um, you know, but when it came to that, I just think that that particular tweet was just unbelievably, unbelievably tone deaf is what I think it was. I, you know, I think it was a mockery at the NFL. I think it was just very horribly worded, and that should not have ever come out. Like, you know, you know, and I don't blame a single person for not taking his apology seriously because Jacob also brings a point. We see this a lot. <laughs> you know, just it's just it, it is unfortunately just how he is. You know, I don't I don't want to sit here and think that any of it's like very hard intentional or it's just how he is. But it, you know, it's also not an excuse. I'm I'm in that boat. I'm not trying to excuse any of it. I'm just like my brain process like, okay, well, that's just how he is. So I'm just not gonna follow him so I don't have to see it <laughs> because I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> uh but uh Shane, how are you? How are you feeling? How you doing? Glad you could pop in, assuming that you are here right now. Yeah, I'm good. I'm just tired of shit from work. But okay. um I I do want to chime in on this. So I'll, I'll put it Please do, way. because I also want your thoughts on uh, just everything from last night as well. So, Yeah, so I'll, I'll put it this way. For one, 
I mean, given a lot of people in this world right now with everything that's happened in the last, I don't know, two two years, three years, um, people don't don't understand that as a human being, as a race, we have a responsibility to not be ignorant. And that's what I saw from Skip Bayless, ignorance. Right. It, it's not a realization of, of not... I mean, I, I agree with both Ricky and Jacob. I believe that he wasn't meaning to demean DeMar Hamlin's life, right? Because at the end of the day, the NFL was not the one that canceled this game. Yeah, it was the teams, the it, players, and coaches. It was the teams and coaches yep. that said, no, we are not going back out there. We're going to focus on this man's life. That's what, sh- that's what it should have been about. Roger Goodell should have been the one to make that decision, but he's not. He said, y'all have got five minutes to warm up. Y'all need to go back out there and play. It was the coaches and players that said, no, fuck you. We're going to focus on this man's life because that's what's important right now. So, yes, I agree that maybe Skip was not paying attention, didn't read over his tweet, and it was perceived the wrong way. But, again, on Jacob's behalf, he has a track record of not rereading his fucking tweets and getting backlash on what's going on. And to me, that's ignorance. That's that's not having the ability to be like, hmm, I am a person with a platform. Maybe I should reread this to where I can make sure that my point of view that I'm not disrespecting this man's life is taken the wrong way because everybody knows anybody with a platform, anybody famous, anybody, anything like that is going to be nitpicked by everybody that's on Twitter. It's a given. If you say anything in a fucking press conference, you're going to be nitpicked. So he's he should have known that responsibility to do that, but he did not. So I agree, he's probably not this ill will guy that's like, yeah, his life didn't matter because that's completely, I mean, I can't imagine a person that could do that. But, I mean, we know what kind of people are out there in the world. But, I mean, so I'll just say that. I'll give him some slack on that. I don't think he's that type of person. But he does have a track record of not fucking paying attention, pretty much. Um, and as far as what happened with Demar Hamlin, um, I, I, I it, it, it's hard. In um, shock, I didn't watch it live, um, and I didn't haven't even seen what happened. I don't want to see what happened. Um, just hearing. As far as a medical standpoint, Shane, I'll, of where I'll tell you up front, uh, man, it's the most standard routine tackle that you'll see a hundred times yep. a game. It, there was nothing sus about it because I, I watched the tackle happen live. I was playing my Switch watching the game, and I happened to look up and see the tackle happen. I watched him pop up. I watched him adjust his face mask and then just collapse. Like it's it was it truly did come out of nowhere. It was nothing suspicious. Yeah. Um. So. Medically, what happened, I, I saw some tweets from some proclaimed doctors, and I did research into it. 
it was a very rare condition called like cardio cardio or something yeah like that. uh shout out to becca she so, put that in the chat earlier and i meant to shout it out but we were so deep into a conversation but she also put yeah, that out earlier. so basically what happens is every every heart every normal heart has a has a basic rhythm that it goes through every function in order to pump blood to the body right yep so on the back end of that function it has like an upbeat and it's it's literally a fraction of a second so in that fraction of a second of it getting ready, of it being still to get ready to start the process over again, he he got hit in the chest. And that caused his heart to basically be in an arrhythm, arrhythmia and stop. So literally, by the time he hit, the, hit him to tackle him, you know, brought him to the ground and stood up for that for that second and a half, two seconds, his heart was actually not beating. So when he stood up, and he, the reason why he fainted was because he had no blood pumping through his body. Um, and it's a very rare, rare thing that happened because, like I said, it, it takes a, so so much of a precise hit on that area of the heart. And as well, it has to happen in such a quick millisecond that it, it's, it's very rare. Um... So I mean it it's it's literally from a medical standpoint like blows my mind um but then again I mean we see what kind of illnesses are out there um that's rare and and crazy but I mean only thing I can say is I mean just prayers for for him and his family um uh I don't uh, I don't think anything should be done as far as football-wise, until we know he's okay. And even then, I don't think it should for this particular game. Um, I know that you were busy getting on, but we chatted about that earlier, that really, if we want to get down and technical, this game probably doesn't matter anyway. There's, I, I don't see a reason why Kansas City would lose to Vegas this weekend. You know, I, I just don't. So if KC wins this weekend, this game doesn't does not matter at all. I don't. I, and you know, when we chat about it earlier, Shane, one thing that I threw out there when it came to this game because obviously a lot of people want to immediately turn to playoff seedings and stuff. They don't give a fuck about that right now. No one on in either organization. The way that I put it earlier, I'm willing to bet both organizations would be fine taking the seating where they are because obviously, you know. Whoever's getting the fourth isn't going to be higher based on their record. We already know that. Shout out to Jacksonville. They're going to get that dub this weekend. But, um, you know, I, I feel like both organizations would just say, fuck it. We're fine with where we are. I feel like even to take it a step further, I feel like even Buffalo would be like, fuck it. I don't give a shit. Count it as a loss for us. We'll take the three seed, whatever. We don't care. We're focused on him. We're not focused on anything else. That's just how I feel like both organizations play this. Because if if I was in some sort of head form of of these organizations, that's what my mindset would be. Is that whatever, two, three seed, I don't give a shit. All I care about right now is is DeMar. That's the only thing that my mind's on. So, you know, in terms of the game, you know, I just don't think anyone cares right now, you know, like the the two organizations and, you know, like like what you're saying. I, I just don't – I just don't think any, anyone you – know, I just don't think it matters. I really don't. I, none of us do. No one here in this show, uh, no one in the community, no one across the league, no one thinks this game matters. For the people that do, get your head out of your ass. <laughs> if there is someone – that is like, let's say you're listening to this show right now and you think this game actually matters, 
feel free to go ahead and just leave my content. I don't care that I'm small. I have no problem getting people out of my con, getting people away from my content. If, if they have like some really dumb ass take like that, I just don't care. You know, I'm gonna keep doing my thing. We're gonna keep doing our thing. It's all good. Like this game doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's just a shocking thing. Uh-oh, update. Here we go. Uh, update. As of 49 minutes ago, DeMar Hamlin's uncle has said that uh, DeMar is down to 50% oxygen. Uh, he was on 100% oxygen when he obviously arrived to the hospital. 50% oxygen, so. Getting more and more able to breathe on his own versus... Hey. That's what we want to hear. That's what we want to hear. Let's go, baby. You got it, Damar. Let's get it, baby. Pull through, my man. Pull through, my man. That Pittsburgh grit, baby. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's good news. That's good news. You know, because he he was completely unable to breathe on his own. So him getting it, you know, they're they're bumping it down to 50% oxygen right now. We're getting closer and closer. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm reading a little bit more into it. Uh, room air oxygen is about 21%. So he's very, very close to just being taken off the ventilator completely. Good. That's good. That's uh, that's really good. Yep. Usually, usually that's good. that's a good sign right there. That's so a good hopefully sign. they're 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 projecting. Hopefully, if everything goes good by tomorrow, he'll be breathing completely on his own. So. It, 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 it didn't say anything if he was awake and aware or anything like that. Doesn't say if he was awake or aware or anything, but I mean, just the fact that he's able to start breathing on his own. I mean, progress is progress, that's especially progress, when, man. especially this right here. That's great. So the good news is, is that maybe, just maybe, there wasn't much brain damage done because that's that that was the one thing that some of these doctors like you said that have come up I've I've seen a couple of them myself. Yeah. One of the things is every minute counts when your heart stops beating. And one of the things they they that they question is how long did the heart how long was it till they actually got a heartbeat going? Cuz they said every little second matters and hopefully hopefully there was no brain damage done. Um if it was Hopefully it's minimum damage to where um, to where he'll be he'll be able to walk again and talk again and all that kind of stuff because that's 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 what really matters as well is is will he be able to function um, will he be able to function again the fact that it, we're getting this good news is amazing. Yeah, it does. Um, it has been said that he did receive a broken rib because of how aggressive the CPR was last night. Is they they that was. A lot of the players were saying that was unlike any CPR they've ever seen before in their life. It was they were literally pounding on his chest during the CPU I mean, during the and resuscitation. I mean, and and yeah, and yeah, yeah, let's let's. Let, I mean, the reason why that is because on the field, like I said, by the time he hit him, right at the at the exact moment he went to go tackle, um, it was T Higgins, right? Yep. Yeah. So the second he went to go tackle T Higgins, the second he made contact with him, his heart stopped. Um. So at that point, the clock started, right? Because I mean, you only have a certain amount of time in the best window in order for CPR to be, um, you know, have the best percentage of of working to get the heart started back again. And so by the time he hit him, <coughs> tackled him, and stood up, and then passed out again. And then also time for people to get over there. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, like I said, I haven't watched it, so I'm not sure what medical attention as far as taking off his pads and things like that. 
I mean, they would have they would have had to do. Uh, if I'm guessing, they would have said fuck it and just done CPR through his pads and everything. I'm wondering um, about they so, just I mean, cut his jersey and just cut the pads and just had to do what they had to do because that none of that there's there's nothing that we can see, you know. Because one thing that also came out of this we chatted about earlier is how like the players for both sidelines basically formed a wall around what was happening. Um, so we have no actual visual of that, but I'd be willing to bet they just cut his jersey up. <laughs> And uh, speaking of T. Higgins, I, I really, really, really hope he does not feel any sort of guilt or blame or anything from this situation. Yeah. No, there, it, it there wasn't was there was well, there was pictures and video of him leaving with his mom. His arm was wrapped around her. He was just bawling his eyes out. And I, I just hope that he, he knows that none of this was his fault in any way, shape, or form. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and say this much as well. This is why J.J. Watt is ready to retire. Yep. This is why, uh, however, you pronounce Tom Brady, however you pronounce Tom Brady's ex-wife, Jalice. this is why she's, she wanted him to retire. There is nothing else either one of them can do in this league. They have enough money to retire on. Money's definitely not an issue. I understand the love of the game and everything like that, but this is why. The families, and, and the, you get into this, you make your money, and you get out as quick as you possibly can because there is life after football. And that, well, at least that's what we're hoping for. We hope that there is life after football, <coughs> you doing something somewhere, um, whether it's football related or not football related. Um, you know, th- that's what the hope is. And this is the worst fear on any fan, any family member. Uh, or even some of the even the player itself, because sometimes the players they don't have that kind of fear usually. Um, but this is why you see some players like Andrew Luck just get out of it. It's not worth it anymore. Um, I you know I you know of course it's just not worth it. Get out when you can. You made your money. Get out. Live your life. You know life is too short. Um, it's just, it's just way too short to be playing football for the rest of your life, it's, and that it's just way too short. I agree to that hundred percent. We're we're at a we're in an age right now where we're seeing players retire earlier and earlier. I mean, and it's because of stuff like this. You know, if we want to talk about great players who retired early, just because of they made their money, they didn't want to continue to risk their health. I'll give you three right now: Patrick Willis, Luke Keekley, Andrew Luck. Right off mm-hmm. the bat, three Pro Bowl, three All Pro players. Players that I think Patrick Willis is did he is he's not in the Hall of Fame yet, but I think he's been nominated, right? Or am I wrong on this? I know he's been nominated, but I don't know if he's in. Yeah, yet. I, I think you're right as well. Okay. I'd have to look it up. So, uh, I I just man, I I just I, I agree with players making their money and try to get out. Uh, Steve asks, is there a mature language filter on? I'll start if there is. If I, there's a mature language filter on on YouTube, I don't know about it. So if I'll, I'll dig into that later and try to turn it off for you because I don't know if it is. I'll be honest with you. Uh, that's something I'm going to have to look at later. Don't want to dig into it now. But if there is a cursing filter, if there's a language filter on YouTube chat right now, I do apologize because I did not know that was there. But um, no, that is great news, though, to hear that uh, that he's getting more oxygen on his own. 
And uh, like we already touched on it, you know, it does not matter if he plays again. While that would be awesome to see, it'd be a hell of a comeback story. Um, you know, right now it's just about him and his life and getting his life back on track. That's that's what matters in the day, man. Because this is just a game. You know, I know it's a dream for a lot of people and a privilege, like like uh, what Ricky said, and you know, an honor. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, it is just a game. And uh, seeing these players retire earlier, you know, kudos to them. I don't think anyone. I don't think, you know, for the fans that get upset when a player retires early, like, you know, a good player on their team retires at, you know, eight, you know, eight years in or whatever, I think it's honestly low-key despicable. I still, th- you know, you know, granted, while he's a personally admitted fault that he only regrets the timing of his retirement, I think Andrew Luck's retirement, I think how that was handled was despicable from the fans, how he was booed off the field. Uh, you know, and, you know, it was timing is what everyone bitched about. But at the same time, man, it's like – Think about what he's already done in just a few years that he's been there. He took that team around from uh, like uh, what were they like two and fourteen or one and fifteen, and took them to a playoff team at ten and six in his first year. You know, it's like man, uh, you know, we need to remember these are people. You know, that, that is the thing. We need to remember that these are people. They're not just uh, you know slots on your fantasy team. Shout out to Shane for beating me in fantasy. Of course, the one random time all year. Mike Evans had to put up like 70 fucking points. <laughs> Just destroyed Dude, that me. Fucking, that fucking pissed me off because I lost because of Mike Evans. Hey, me too, bud. <laughs> destroyed but, me. <laughs> speaking of the Colts, unfortunate, unfortunate injury for Nick Foles. I thought yeah. that was going to be the worst injury of the weekend, but obviously yeah, thing happened with DeMar Hamlin. But you got to that. You got to think at what point does Nick Foles look to hang it up? I mean, I know he's making a nice. I, th- I think I think it'll be now. Yeah, okay, I think I, he's done. I know he makes a nice check being a, a good suitable backup around the league because I mean he's he's knowledgeable. He knows his shit. You know, I mean he does. But at some point, like you know, hey, you, every every time you seem to get on the field now, you get you get pretty pretty much hurt. All right, let, let's please, go unrack it. For the love of God, suspend Kayvon Thibodeau for the playoffs. Oh, that, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude, that was, that was unbelievable. I, I, they didn't even throw a fucking flag. Yeah, I saw that, (laughs) man. Like, what? (laughs) Yeah, got Nick Foles down on the ground, injured and in pain, and here comes Colin Thibodeau making snow angels right beside him. Just classless, bro. And and he, and he was going, he was going like this on the sidelines. Yeah. He was doing the, the, the sleeper. The CM Punk go to sleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, like that man deserves to be suspended for the playoffs. Arrogant rookie, man. Arrogant rookie. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Arrogant rookie. Learn Leave it to an Oregon player. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh dude. Now uh, again, just big T's and P's to. Um, you know, to Hamlin and everything and, and his family and friends and loved ones of the situation. Just, oh, unlike anything we have ever seen before. And hopefully we never have to see this again. But, you know, also one thing that uh, we haven't touched on as much that uh, needs to be touched on is obviously shout out to the medical staff and the first responders. I mean, we, we, we kind of we touched on it, yeah. But I want to, you know, further hammer it. Shout out to them for being as quick and responsive as they were, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, while the NFL can take fault in a lot of ways in a lot of situations across every single season, you know, shout out to the fact that the NFL routinely, 
you know, preps for this, routinely has this prepared every game um, where, you know, we don't have to deal with a reaction. You know, we were already ready to go. You know, so there is a big, you know, shout out to that. Because it's one of those things where it's like, you know, hearing it now, it's just like, okay, yeah, that makes sense that they would have that stuff ready. But I sure as shit didn't know they had that stuff ready, you know. I mean, I, I didn't know that until it was confirmed that, yeah, they have a, a specialized doctor at every game for it. They do uh, like one or two checks a year at every single stadium, preparing staff, preparing this, making sure all the equipment's good for CPR and stuff. Like, I didn't know that. It makes sense that you hear it. So, okay, yeah, I, I can see that, but didn't know about it. Um, so, you know, just shout out to the NFL for staying prepared for situations like this. So, again, this wasn't a worse situation where we would have a reaction to it, to prepare for it. We were already prepared. You know, so that's uh, that, that that is pretty sweet. You know, it sounds like everything's going on the up and up, which is what we all want to hear. You know, I'm just gonna keep on uh, think. You know, sending out T's and peace, sending out the good vibes and everything. Uh, boys, I'll be honest. I really don't know where to go from here. I really don't, man. Uh, you know, we obviously had a weekend of incredible games, but it this situation just triumphs so much to me. You know, I I really don't know where to go from here. What do you guys want to do? I mean, I'll, I did I'll leave see it, it in guys. chat. I, I did see it in chat. Um, here in, here in a second. Oh, let me go back and find it here. Was it from chat? So I can see. It, it could have been. Um, basically stating that why 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 doesn't he have his agent or his publicist or something like that? Oh yeah yeah. Um, Steve threw that review, out there. Yeah. Kind of review what the fuck he's saying. Yeah. Like where he would say, "Skip, I, mean, I think this I hate, is a bad idea." <laughs> kind of, yeah. Like, hey, yeah. you know, you may want to check your wording on that again. You know, like, you know, he should, that, just, get that, rid of, he should just get rid of Twitter in general. Man, it gets him into some trouble. <laughs> I mean, that, that's that's just the thing. You know, a lot of people when President Trump was president, everybody just kept on going with him on Twitter. This, Twitter, that. Yeah. I mean, there there's there are reasons why there are professionals who do not have. Twitter and other social media platforms like my job themselves. They have told me straight up. Don't do anything on social media because you are being watched. Whether you're friends with someone or not, someone knows what you're putting on your Facebook or whatever social media platform you decide to choose. Watch your wording carefully. So does that mean you're going to stay hashtag Twitterless Ricky SE three? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> however, 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 I have created a Twitter account. Okay, I'm just not use. I'm not using it yet. Okay, but eventually, but if, I'm I'm gonna beef it up, and eventually I will. Okay, and we will, and we will, we will get the Twitter thing going. And, um, <laughs> yeah, there's one thing, LinkedIn. I didn't know LinkedIn still existed until two weeks ago, man. That's just. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just heavy on the business side of things. That's it. It it really is. Uh, A coworker of mine, um, a coworker of mine with Pepsi. She works for she works for the one outside of outside of Memphis and Collierville. Was was telling me, hey, you know, I'm on LinkedIn. You want to send me a message every now and then to you know catch up, whatever it is. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm like, that thing still exists. (laughs) So yeah, I'm I'm a little behind people. It's not that I'm I'm clueless when it comes to. Some things on social media, just not everything on social media. Right. Yeah, uh, I, I've known about LinkedIn still being a thing for years just because of my last job and even this one, but it's it's such a niche thing, you know what I mean? It is strictly business-related. I don't know. It, it, it's just kind of interesting there. But, 
I will say Steve did throw in the chat something that I'm kind of leaning towards personally um, is that, you know, he threw out there that I think the classy thing to do is not talk about football. Let's just focus on stay on support for it and five for it. That was honestly my mindset going into the show, um, honestly and truthfully. Uh, but I didn't get the chance to relay that because I got I was the one fashionably late today. <laughs> These two were ready to go. I pulled in like 529. I'm like, all right, guys, I'm here. I'm sorry. So that, that's on me. That's on me. Um, but I mean, that, that's kind of my mindset, you know, and it's, it is unfortunate because like there's, there's a lot of good topics, you know, shout out to Jaguars having a big game this weekend, you know, Jacob, sorry, Fuck bud. Off. sorry, bud, you know, there, there's, 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 there's a lot stop. of, look, I, there's a lot of conversations, but man, you know, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and throw it out there as, as you know, I, I pride myself big time on being a professional, you know, I pride myself big time on being, uh, for the people. Um, you know, I, I pride myself big time on that when it comes to you guys and your personal lives and everything, you know, uh, charity efforts that, you know, I've done before and looking to get back involved with shout out to that video. Uh, if you watched all the way through, I appreciate you. There's a lot of important information to me personally in that video, uh, for plans for this year, including my charity efforts. And, you know, it's just coming into today, you know, you know, after last night, it's just there's not a lot of, of football that I guess really w needs to be chatted about, you know, in my mind. Uh, the, the, you know, because, again, this is unprecedented. The, um, uh, literally, a man a man died on that field last night, and shout out to the first responders for getting that pulse back going. You know, I mean, that's just the fact of what happened. This, this is unprecedented. Um, so with that said, honestly, I, I say let's wrap up the show. You know, we, we, we've talked about a lot here with DeMar Hamlin, you know, um, I don't think it's a bad thing for us to take a little vacation like that every once in a while for a shorter show. There is a lot of topics to chat about uh, in the world of football. You know, I know I know Chad wants to, you know, definitely kind of poke the bear a little bit, uh, but I, I just don't think talking football today is is the play. Um, you know, we, we, we're a terrible football show, but I don't think we're that terrible. I think, I think we're, you know, definitely wanting to send the good vibes to DeMar Hamlin, hence why – you know, I, I don't want to promote us. Uh, I don't want to promote anything that we do. It's why I, I don't have anything else in our description but his GoFundMe should show support. You know, it's going to mean a lot to him whenever he's fully conscious and up and going. But in my mind, I say let's end the show. You know, don't even do picks. Do do our picks on our own time. You know, just go ahead and submit it after the show. You know, let's not let's not focus this episode here today on football. Let's focus it on um, just good vibes for. Everyone involved, uh, teammates, coaches, uh, facility members, um, you know, his own, you know, everyone. Let's just focus on the good vibes there. And also, since, you know, we're sending out the good vibes, I sent it out earlier, obviously, T's and P's and good vibes for uh, Jeremy Renner in that situation because, man, does that sound gruesome as shit. And I hope he makes I hope he makes a solid recovery on that. I don't know if he is. I'll be honest. I think he might lose a leg. That sounds he, uh, brutal. He also posted an update to his Twitter account. Jeremy himself did? Jeremy himself or a did. He posted he himself. Okay. He posted a picture as well. Okay. Uh, I will post that in the Discord under the general. Okay. But uh man looks like a wreck. Uh but hey, it's good to say hey, he's awake though. That's the thing. He's yeah. awake and alive. That's all that yep. matters. Love to see it. Love to see it. Let's go, baby. You know, let's go. Let's get it. Positive good news vibes. all around. Good vibes. That's all we want right now is good vibes. Um That's Let's also not forget um, T's and P's for the uh, Ken Block family. Yes. For sure. Yep. Uh, just lots of T's and B's today, boys. 
lots of T's and P's, lots of good vibes being sent everywhere. Um, like I said, we'll, we'll make all of our own picks on our own time. It's all good. You know, if you're in our run your pool, you can check our picks there. Shout out to Duval. Let's get that dub this weekend, baby. Um, but uh, other than that, I say let's wrap up the show. I'm going to hit the music, okay? We'll get out of here. We'll end the show early. I don't think anyone has a beef with that. You know, nice time to just go out and get some food, relax, kind of de- decompress, continue to process everything that's happening. Because I, I, I'm still personally processing everything. I'm glad we've gotten some good news just here while during this show. Um, so let, let's, let's hit the music. Uh, boys, music's playing. Last thoughts. Let's get out of here. Just T's and P's all around. 100%. Jacob, Shane, you guys got anything? Nope. I'm just going to reiterate T's and P's. Um, go check out the GoFundMe. Go support Hamlin um, any way that you can. Um, I mean, again, thoughts and prayers not only out to him and his family, but uh, to the Ken Block family and then also to the Jeremy Renner family. Um, a lot of stuff happened to people with a platform yesterday. Um you know things that i mean we we watch every day as far as sports or maybe entertainment when it comes to movies um or even somebody like kim block who pretty much he himself uh intrigued me into vehicles and 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 things like that so um an icon of sorts so uh just you know rest in peace thoughts and prayers to um everybody and everybody involved so yeah i mean that's uh hope and pray that by the end of this week we have the greatest news that he's awake yep i am into that brother i am into that and the last thing that i've got that uh let me actually just turn on the music for this one real quick uh, the last thing that I've got that's, I think, also very important uh, for just the mindset of everyone is, you know, we we just kind of talked about three different things that's already happened. We're three days into the new year. Uh, don't let this ruin the year for you. Um, you know, we got, a, we got a long year ahead. You know, let's just keep the good vibes, keep the good vibes coming all right, for everyone that's involved. Uh, family, friends, loved ones for all these people. But like, don't don't let let's not have it mentally in our head that this year is just going to completely suck. Uh, let's stay positive. This is going to be a great year. Well, let's, let's all focus on good vibes on making this for a great year. Because the thing is, like these these you know these people that are going through this and going through everything they're they're going through, including the ones who actually went through it, like Jeremy and, and you know Demar, you know, but then also their loved ones. I, I guarantee you, they're going to have the same mindset. Is like we're not going to let this define this year. Like let's just focus on having the best year. Let's send the good vibes possible. For the entire year, like you know, I, I get it. We're three days in, so I've already seen a lot of ch- jokes on Twitter. It's like, oh well, this year's fucked. You know, I've, I've already seen a lot of jokes. Now let's 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 reel that back in, boys. You know, let's let's focus on having a good year because I promise you, I promise you that even the, you know Jeremy and Demar is going to have that part of that same mindset that hey, let's just make this a good year. I know this happened at the start. This sucks, but let's focus on having a good year. And I feel like it's what we all need to do. I'll play the music again. So we can actually get out of here. Um, if you if you watched all the way through this or listened all the way through this, we appreciate the hell out of you. You know, again, we just think that this is the best way to focus on the show. Um, you know, like I said, you know, next week we'll be hopefully back in action, uh, which was a lot of big stuff happening over this weekend. Uh, we got the national championship on Monday, right? 
should be Monday, yeah. FCS Championship yeah. on That's Sunday. Uh, so next week should be a, a pretty fiery one. A lot of chat about. You know, next week, Jacob, I'll let you. I'll let you talk if you need to. You know, let you have some more process. You know, some time to talk. Uh, but that's next week. This week, let's focus on good vibes only. Uh, do we want to do the group outro or no? How are we feeling about it? I'm down with it. Because I'm feeling I'm no. Down. I'm feeling no personally. I, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling no as well. I'm let's, feeling let's no. Just end the show. All right. Let's, let's just end, let's I'm just feeling end no as well. Good. I'm feeling no. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Terrible Football Show, everyone. Uh, we'll be back next week. Chat about a lot of things going on. Hopefully have all the best news possible. Uh, and, again, make sure to check out the GoFundMe. Uh, until next time, guys, have a great one. See you.